How's it going guys? And good afternoon. Buck, we've made it to the final one. Super Bowl 58 kicks off tomorrow evening. San Francisco 49ers take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Should be a phenomenal game and the final professional game until September. Also the final episode of our podcast for season one. We're going to try to make it the best one yet. This is the ESA with Buck and Ben. What up, guys? Welcome in. This is the ESA. We are the Illicit Sports Authority. Good to have Buck back. Buck, you excited for this one or what? I'm excited, but I'm also kind of sad. It's always bittersweet. It's always bittersweet. Whenever you get to this time of the year, you're like, okay, this is the last game, last weekend. We just had this past weekend off. It kind of got to feel what it's like. You kind of got to feel what it's like. But the problem yeah. is, is this. It, it has to end. And this has been a great season. And I don't, I cannot remember a season this good. You never knew who's going to win or lose. That's how it was. No matter how bad the team may have looked on paper, still could surprise you. Um, the Texas surprised a lot of people this year. Yep. Another team. But, look, even the, even the Cardinals, the Rams, these, these teams really showed out this year. And congratulations to them. They actually had some success in some sort of fashion this year. But, man... I'm ready for this show because, or this podcast, because this is going to be the last of the, this year. And there's some good things on here, and definitely in the bets, and the first and 10, and the three and out with the practice squad. There's going to be some good things here. We'll see if we save the best content for last. I think we might have done it. Um, always bittersweet. We've been saying for a while now, there's never been better football than right now in the NFL. So, never been more parody, and parody is good. Mm-hmm. And you still have the dynastic teams, but any given Sunday, like Buck was saying, we got a packed show. Let's get into it. Final Ben's first and 10 of the 2023 NFL season. Here we go. Number one, there's an old saying insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Okay. Why? I know I know it's not been a full career. It's only been six years. Why do we continue to go against Patrick Mahomes? That sounds like insanity to me. The man is 14 and 1 in the playoffs against guys not named Brady. He's hooked up with more touchdowns with Travis Kelsey than any other duo in history. He's 28 years old. He's fighting for his third ring. He's setting records left and right. No sign of slowing down. And we continue to go against him. We continue to pick other teams. Hell, the 49ers are still favored. They've been favored the whole time since the odds came out. It's come down, but they're still favored. I cannot imagine why they'd be still favored. Why they even started favored. Why were the Ravens favored? We've seen this time and time again. Burrow got him one time. Brady got him twice earlier in his career. Other than that, he's been lights out. Why do we continue to go against greatness? I don't understand it. I'm not insane. I'm sticking with Patty. Number two. 
Let's not crush Dan Campbell for going for it on fourth down like he has all year instead of taking some field goal opportunities. Listen, I respect the fact that he went with the formula that got him there. The whole year, he's gone for it. He has not taken a lot of field goals in those short fourth down situations, and I don't think he should have there either. The difference was they didn't convert this time. It happens. 49ers had a good plan, especially in the second half. But let's not crush him. I think that was the right decision. I know the offense of the Lions and the whole team probably, except maybe the kicker, thinks it's the right decision as well. And let's not pretend like a 45-yard field goal is automatic. We use this term of he should have taken the points as if it was an automatic three. You still got to make the kick. And Michael Badgley has shown all year since they picked him up He's prone to miss some kicks. Before that, it was Riley Patterson missing kicks. So, I don't... I'm not going to crush him for that. It was a great season for the Lions. They just ran out of gas right at the end there. And kind of what we expected, I kind of highlighted that in the last episode. 49ers just got the better of them after 60 minutes. After 30, Lions had control. But after 60, 49ers took it. Still a very successful season. They didn't lose either coordinator either. Lions will be back. Number three, the Super Bowl logo theory has been debunked. Uh, So unfortunately, all the script conspiracy theorists have to go back to their mother's basements and come up with a new scenario on how the NFL is rigged. And it doesn't make a lot of sense either because two years ago, the colors were yellow and orange. And yes, the Bengals are orange, but the Rams aren't even yellow. But either way, I digress on that point. I do understand the thought process, though. I mean, this has been going on on for a long time, all the way back to 2021. All a whole two years, it was a pattern. So I, I can completely understand how the conspiracy theorists thought that the script was somehow a thing, and that the logo was somehow tied into who will be in the Super Bowl. What an incredible sample size two years is. Fucking losers. Number four. <laughs> the legend of CJ Stroud grows with an incredible Pro Bowl performance in the skills competition as well as some simply amazing throws in the flag football game. Had some throws highlighted even in the Sports Center highlights and ESPN highlights. The Texans as a whole look like they're on the road to greatness. Had a, a superstar rookie head coach that could have won coach of the year. Uh, and they gambled, moved up to the number three overall pick after having the number two overall pick as well. They ended up taking the offensive and defensive rookies of the year with those two picks. The future is bright in Houston for sure, but CJ Stroud is an absolute star. Number five, Lamar Jackson wins a second MVP in a landslide. Incredible player, incredible talent. And now the second MVP puts him in a different echelon. He, uh, I'd say it has better than a 50% shot at this point already to be a Hall of Famer. We can't give him all the blame for the loss to KC. In fact, I don't give him even half the blame for the loss to KC. Bad offensive scheme, not good play calling, and a a great, great defense that I don't think people were focusing on. How good that defense actually is. 49ers are going to have a similar problem with that defense. We'll get to that later. But 
Lamar had an incredible season. He deserved to win the MVP this year. And uh, he had a great game in the playoffs against Houston. Didn't play that bad if you look at the tape against KC either. But the defense was smothering and uh, the offensive scheme was lacking. Congrats to Lamar for a second MVP. Should get some more accolades. He's still very young, just like Mahomes. It's going to be a, a fun next five to ten years in the AFC for quarterbacks, for sure. Lamar's a part, big part of that. Number six. We mentioned C.J. Stroud in the Pro Bowl a little earlier, but let's talk about some other games in that Pro Bowl. A lot of fun cons- concepts. Saw the uh, punt return, the, the punt catch competition, how many footballs you can catch and hold as you, as new footballs are coming at you. That was a fun one. Uh, the center snap off, Jason Kelsey, obviously a big attraction in that one, but uh, there's some real skills with, with that snapping competition as well. How about kick-tack-toe? One of the fun fun ones saw Justin Tucker and Brandon Aubrey go at it in that. The evolution of this All-Star Week has been one of the best things for the Pro Bowl. Have some has some new fun games. I love the flag football concept a lot more than the patty cake padded version of a football game they used to do. Um, in my opinion, the Pro Bowl has never been better than right now. Fun weekend in lieu of an actual football game. Number seven. Kyle Shanahan has been heavily criticized for being a front-runner type of offense without the ability to come back down at halftime. But I have to give him some credit because two weeks in a row, he's accomplished this task, been down by double digits two weeks in a row at halftime, and has come back from those deficits. I'm not a big believer in Brock Purdy, not as much as some for sure, maybe to my left here, but... He's made the plays when he's needed to make the plays in the moments he's needed to make them. And that's all you can really ask for. So we'll give Brock Purdy some flowers, maybe not Valentine's Day flowers, maybe just a couple dandelions from the side of the road. But that's a good start. Kyle Shanahan, he'll get a small bouquet. We'll see what they can do Sunday. But uh, I'll give a little bit of credit to the quarterback and head coach tandem in San Francisco. Number eight. Does the league know something about Eric Bieniemy that we don't? This dude went from a top head coaching candidate three to four years ago and has consistently slid downward each year. He didn't get a job as a head coach, went back to KC. Didn't get a job again as a head coach, went back to KC. Didn't get a job a third offseason. Goes to Washington as the offensive coordinator. Dials up some good stuff for Sam Howell, but now he's out of work. It's it's an odd descent for someone who was once thought to be one of the great offensive minds in the league. I can't quite figure it out. Someone must know something that we don't as the public. Number nine. We've been saying every week the league is offense is obviously an offensive league, more so than it has ever been. The last 10 years, we've seen only two defensive coaches win Super Bowls. Belichick three times. However, he had the greatest offensive player on his roster ever. And Pete Carroll with the Legion of Boom all the way 10 years ago. Those were the two coaches that won it. Obviously, Belichick had Brady. The winner of this game tomorrow will be an offensive coach as well. Kyle Shanahan, Andy Reid. Either either one that wins will be offense. That'll make five straight years with an offensive head coach winning the Super Bowl. With that being said, 
why were five out of the eight new head coaching hires defensive guys? Makes no sense to me. Seems like certain franchises, certain owners, certain general managers, certain cultures just simply are not ready to move with the times. Number 10. Taylor Swift is nothing but good for the NFL. She's brought in over $400 million in revenue already for the league and millions of new eyeballs, specifically little girls that can bond with their fathers. Uh, I fail to understand the outrage about her receiving 15 seconds of TV time per game. I don't get why people are so upset at that. It's just a bunch of fragile men who can't stand to see a woman dominating globally the way she has been. I'm okay with my masculinity. I'm cool seeing Taylor Swift on the screen for 10 seconds a game. It's not a big deal, especially if it makes the sport better, makes it more popular, more global. She's done nothing but help this brand. And people who are complaining about it uh, simply aren't looking at the bigger picture. That is Ben's first and 10. Some powerful stuff right there, buddy. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about Dan Campbell. I really think that people criticize him way too much on this. He he done told people several times, press conference, field reporters, if you don't like the way he is, then, you know, you may just want to go throw up or do something somewhere else, you know, because his type of style, he's going to go for it. He just said, I think, what, yesterday or day before, whatever it was, that they're going back to the Super Bowl this year. That aggressiveness, that is what head coach, a leader, hurrah, bringing this team up. Um, now, should they have blown what they did in that game? No. Well, let's, but, I mean, let, but 49ers are a good team. But Exactly. And people forget about that. And it's four quarter game. Yes. That's what it is. And... Did they take the foot off the pedal? I don't think they took the foot off the pedal necessarily. But he shouldn't, you know, it, none of this is automatic. Field goals are not automatic. Extra points, obviously, are not, apparently. So things are not automatic. There's not automatic points. And that's I'm, I'm agreeing with you on that because I heard those same things as people say, it's automatic, automatic, automatic. Yeah, but that automatic does not guarantee you a win. Yeah. Even if they made them. Even if it was automatic. Does that mean they're going to win? Not necessarily. It may have been a little bit closer. It may it may have made with overtime, but it doesn't mean a thing. He he coaches the way he coaches, and I respect that to the farthest. That's me personally. That's me. Um, you're talking about old Patty. Um, yeah. His record speaks for itself. Um. Yeah, I've been one of the people that's not necessarily been all in on him. But I will say this. They win. There's nothing else to say. They win. He's quarterback. They win. And as long as they keep on winning, why are people betting against them? Don't understand it. It doesn't matter if you like him or don't like him. You think he's a top three great. You think he is the great. It doesn't matter. He wins. End of story. You got quit going against him. Yeah, I can't understand how the Ravens were favored by, at, at one point, it was four and a half points. Yes, they were at home. That helps. It, it but, was, but but then they lose 
And then the 49ers are also favored for this next game on a neutral site. You just almost got beat by the Lions, and you got smoked by the Ravens four weeks ago. Five and weeks they ago. have home field advantage because they're the home team, Chiefs are, even though it is a neutral site. So still, why are they necessarily being one half to two points? And I even seen it before, two and a half. I think I've seen it before. I think it started at three. It, it, why? Honestly, it should just be pretty much a pick em game from Vegas. Just like with the Ravens, that was a little bit fetched. Um, look, I'm not gonna say I pick them, but I'm not saying that. W- w- why, why is it? Su- why is such a difference here when he just wins? The record speaks for itself. It's not like they don't have a Kelsey on the team; like he's hurt or something. You know, if something like that, then I could see Vegas move this way. I don't see the reason why. Um, look, uh. We'll get into these um to this coaching stuff in just a second, but sure. I will say this. I do not agree with all these non offensive minded coaches. I get I understand some of them, but it's just it just feels like a lot. You understand some of them, but yeah, I know he's older and everything, but if you're gonna get a guy and you wanna wanna pay some money and you really wanna be legit and you wanna have a defensive guy why not big why not big Bill Belichick? And I and I see and I know the reason why some of the stuff could be personality, it could be the fit, could be this. But if you're gonna pick a defensive head coach, why not pick him? And I know there's been some flip-flop rumors of, well, he turned it down, but then he never got offered, whatever. Still, I think that'd have been a whole heck of a lot better fit for him at Falcons than the thing, but hey. We'll get in that in a little bit, but hey, man, that was a great first and ten. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Once it end and off end the season off with a bang. We're gonna get right into three and out with the practice squad. How about that? Uh, and this is our last. This is our last drive of the season. So can we put some points on the board with this one? We'll get there, buddy. Like please, just so we don't get shut out again. Well, I will tell you. I think this is going to be better than that two-week vacation for the Best Western that um, somebody would offer for. Which one call it for? Zach Wilson. You see that with a GM? I did see that. That was yeah. hilarious. I wouldn't even give up a continental breakfast. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, well, you ready for it? Let's do it. Let's do it. First down, what are the best and worst coaching hires for this round of it. You know, I... This may surprise you. Uh-oh. But I think the best coaching hire... I'll, I'll give you two. I'll give you two of my favorites, and then we'll, we'll talk about the, the bad bad ones after that. And we just went on this rant about defensive guys and all that. My favorite coaching hire is... Raheem Morris for the Atlanta Falcons. He's in, First of all, he started as an offensive guy. He knows offense. He was a wide receivers coach before he ever went to the defensive side of the ball. I believe he played offense when he played. He knows offense. He's a young guy. He can relate with players. Man of color. This, this is all good stuff for that organization, in my opinion. After going from Dan Quinn to Arthur Smith, 
I think this is a phenomenal hire. Coached under McVeigh for years. McVeigh's tree has been, for how young he is, very extensive and very successful for the most part. Brandon Staley didn't work out with the Chargers, but other than that, been some good guys. Good guys coming from McVeigh there. So, I love Raheem Morris as a hire, especially if they go get Justin Fields. Could be a great fit for, for that franchise. Um, and again, it's not, I mean, it's not strictly a rigid defensive mind. He, he knows the other side of the ball. That's why I love that one. I also love Mike McDonald. Seahawks. They got rid of Pete Carroll, get someone half his age, going to keep the same side of the ball covered. But again, these are if, if you're going to go with the defensive guy, and I heard what you just said about Belichick, um, go, with the, go with the legend, right? I, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, you need people that are going to relate to players. It's a new, it's a new league. Belichick doesn't quite understand the new league, obviously. We've seen it for the last couple years now. And Mike McDonald had that defense in Baltimore absolutely historic. I mean, I mean, they were playing at an unbelievable level. They couldn't stop maybe the you know second best playoff quarterback ever, unfortunately. But that doesn't but they did stop that team for huge stretches of the game, and their offense couldn't help them out. I think it's a great hire. Going to keep a similar culture as you had with Pete, and that was a big thing for ownership in Seattle. Um, and, I, and I just like, you know, two young defensive guys, bright minds. I don't know McDonald's track record with offense. He may not have any. I'm not sure. I know Raheem Morris does. But those are my two favorites. Okay. I mean... I don't know about Mike McDonald. I, I, he's definitely in my list. I think that was a, a bad hire. But, you know, I've been proven wrong before. I just do I mean, I get what you're saying. It kind of stays with the same. But still, it's you need an offensive mindset. And I think for that team, it's really needed in a way. Um, I just don't know. I think they're really going to have a quarterback issue. Yeah, also well, soon. well, no, they need to get a good quarterback. Yeah, is this bridging with Gino is is not is, he's not it. Um, no, he's a good bridge quarterback. I guess you want to call it maybe. Sure, like but for a year. Guy. Yeah, but he this is he's out he's out welcome his stay. Yeah, it's been been a couple. Been a couple years now. He's been solid, but it's not. It's not. It's kind One of good what year. you see is what you get. Yeah, and, you can go get Kirk Cousins, and I think that'd be a great, great get for them. I really do. I think that would be a fantastic spot for them. However, I, I do. I say that, and I think it's a decent idea. However, now let me play devil's advocate to that. Kirk Cousins isn't going to get you much further than Geno Smith. To be just very completely honest. I mean, I mean, I can see your point. I can see your point in that. I can sure. I mean, if for a amount of money, yes, I would say that's probably that probably would be the case. Definitely, I'm, I'm, for what th- you have to pay. I'm talking about same pay. You gave him the same pay. Kirk Cousins is not that much better than Geno Smith. Um, because if we're going if we're going to crush Dak Prescott, yeah, who is just Kirk Cousins in Dallas, they're the same player. So if we're going to crush him, we can't give Kirk 
too much praise. Well, I mean, there's no, there's no praise for Dak. Right. So there can't be much praise for Kurt. That's only uh, fair. I mean, yeah. I mean, definitely if you don't have a Justin Jefferson to throw to, I mean, yeah, they may have sure. DK, but I, I, don't, I don't even know if he's, if he's going to be, a, you know, maybe trade. I don't know. They may do something like that this year. I don't know. Um, the offseason, I think this offseason is going to be fun. I think going in next year is going to be fantastic mm-hmm. thing. Uh, Raheem Morris, you were talking about. You know, you kind of talked me back into kind of, eh, kind of like it, but still, I just, I don't. Know, this is the wait and see with him. So I, you don't like either one of these that I like. Who do you like? Oh, do you want me to get some the ones I don't yeah, like first? Well, well, you know, it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> I mean, I like Antonio Pierce. I like I like that one too, but he was already there, so I, I, mean, I didn't put that one in. Well, I, I, um, I what I what I do like is that they didn't make the same mistake they did a couple of years ago. That's exactly my point. Yeah, I, I think if the locker room's behind him and he has success, why try to change it? Why try to go get the rumor John Gruden? That was going to be a disaster. Oh my goodness! If they did that, <laughs> that's and, and, and what if yeah, you know it worked so well the first two times and. They did fine. They're going to be just fine as a team. Do I think they're going to be able to take it to the Super Bowl? I really don't. But for this team, I think structure is good. And let's see what happens. Um, you know, I, I like the Panthers' new head coach. I like him, and i tell you why. Dave Canales. Yep. I like him, and the reason why is his track record. Baker Mayfield, look, 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 look how nice... He made him look. I don't think Baker Mayfield is this good of a quarterback. Scheme-wise, everything. I think that's all canals. You know what he did before then? What's that? Helped Geno Smith look decent. Guess what? I don't think that Geno Smith's really that good of a quarterback either. I think he's a Baker Mayfield level. So guess what? He has a young quarterback. I think this is very good for him, for this team. I think this team is going to be able to make some strides. Of course, the owner's got to learn, shut his mouth and step back a little bit. But structure, I think he's got the tools to do this. And young guy, offensive-minded, perfect fit for me. Okay. And expectation is not what it would be if you put a higher – I'm not saying Bill Belichick would have been good, but I'm just saying a big name. The expectation is kind of going to be like the D'Amico Ryan kind of see these young coaches develop. That's just me, personally. I mean, you may this may be totally against you now, but um, do you have any other ones you like, or is that that's kind of that's kind of it for you? That's kind of it for me. Okay. I, I really, I really don't. I mean. Harbaugh, yeah. That's the obvious one. That's one reason why I didn't even say it. Yeah. Because I I, 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 I agreed. I love that. That's the best hire of the whole thing. So Right. That's why I left that one out, too. Um, My least favorite hire is Dave Canales. Because, um, and and that's strictly because of the reasons you said you like it. Less expectations, kind of a no-name guy. Been a jumped around the league as a coordinator, a couple different spots, quarterback coach before that, I believe. Um, the Panthers have been a abysmal franchise for the last five years. 
You need someone that knows what they're doing. Dave Canales screams Matt Rule 2.0 to me. Uh, and the reason, probably, that he was hired, there's probably a couple. One is I don't think a lot of big names want to go there and mess with that. Uh, because the ownership is quite possibly the worst in the NFL. And that's saying something with Dallas and, and Indianapolis that lurking. Say a lot. But it might be the worst in the NFL. So, and, and the other reason, speaking of that ownership, is he needed somebody he can play like a puppet. Would listen to exactly what he said. Wouldn't push back on anything he said. He can control that franchise. Same kind of way Jerry Jones operates in Dallas. And how does that work for them? You needed a big name if you wanted to make a big splash. I know the division is winnable, but and I know he's had some success with quarterbacks, specifically smaller quarterbacks. But I just don't know if he's a head coach. Some guys are just coordinators, and this looks like just a coordinator to me. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to command that room, especially not with the owner in it. So I hate that hire. I hate it. Um, and I don't think I. I think the Bucks were a flash in the pan success. I don't think it's going to last. Um, and maybe that's because he leaves. Who, who knows? But uh, I don't give Dave Canales the bulk of the credit for this season. I, I, it's it almost is a fluky season, in my opinion. The other one I do not like at all is Washington bringing in Dan Quinn. Mm. Because <laughs> Washington needed an offensive coach. Bad. Right? They needed an offensive coach. Dan Quinn has shown that he's a solid, if not phenomenal, defensive mind. 28-3. But, <laughs> right, and that was Dan Quinn and Kyle Shanahan's mm-hmm. baby that, that did the 28-3 uh, nonsense with Atlanta blowing that thing in the Super Bowl. We've seen him fail as a head coach. We've seen him succeed as a defensive coordinator. Not saying he couldn't succeed, but I really think Washington, after having, I mean, Dan Quinn is very similar to Ron Rivera in a lot of ways. Defensive guys, old yeah. school guys. It just feels like you needed a refresher in that in that way. Um, and, you know, the ownership in Washington Josh Harris also owns Philadelphia 76ers and some other, you know, some other organizations across different sports platforms. Um, but, you know, there was some rumors about Ben Johnson, offense coordinator for the Lions, interviewing there, not interviewing well. Ben Johnson, you know, fired back and said that uh, the ownership doesn't know football enough for him to want to go there. So, seems to me that a similar case in Carolina is happening in Washington where the owners want all to say, want to find a yes man. Um, and I get it. They're the owners. They can do that. That's kind of the reason why they're the owners because uh, they've had that, that mentality throughout their lives and been very successful businessmen. But uh, I hate this hire. Dan Qu- I mean, he's a great defensive mind. What offensive uh, Washington needed was a great offensive mind. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury higher does help. He's a good offensive mind. Um, yeah. but uh, again, the enemy's gone. So, so kind of not sure what it's going to look like in Washington. Maybe a small step up from Rivera, but not 
as much of a pivot as I think the franchise needed. So those are the two I just don't like. And man, Eric, you know, I kind of meant to go back on your first the 10, man. It is crazy how he's not getting any. It's not that he's not getting, I mean, he's sliding downward. And you go from the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs to, to then the commanders, and now you're out of football? Yeah, that something ain't right. I mean, I've heard some things that maybe it's a locker room kind of thing, but still, I mean, it's always locker room junk. So you really can't even make that as an excuse. There's something else having something else going on because it's just a crazy two-year downward spiral. This just went shoo, and I think he'll get a job possibly, but where I don't know. In, in what capacity? I mean, is it going to be a coordinator? Doesn't sound like it. Sounds like those are pretty much full at this point. It's going to be a. It's gonna be a you know, some kind of offensive assistant coach somewhere, the receivers. He's, I don't, or does it just take a year off? Sure. I mean, you're going to have, you know, that's what Rabel looks like he's doing. That's what and Pete somebody, Carroll, Bill Belichick, you know, they may not have many years left to take off, but. Somebody may get fired middle of the season and here come, here he comes in to save you. I don't know. I don't know. It's, hey, it's, it's weird. It's I, tell you, I tell you, a good place would have been for him would have been the Browns instead of what Ken Dorsey. I think who went over there. That would have been a better, in my opinion. But that's me personally. That's what I would have done. Well, he wants to call plays. Yeah. And Stefanski calls the plays. I, I, I understand. I'm just saying. It would just been, it would have been a whole lot better than what they have. But look, I really don't see reason why he's just fell off the face of the earth, basically, for coaching. But hey, let's get on down to second down. We, I don't know what we, we did there. I, no, yeah, yeah. We, we got about eight yards. So we did really good. Yeah. Second and manageable. Keys to the game for each team to win for the Super Bowl Chiefs and 49ers. Um, for the Chiefs, the key is can they stuff McCaffrey for uh, not huge chunks of yardage? That's going to be the key. You're not passing on them. You know, I don't see a great game from Purdy and, and his receivers here. This is if the 49ers are going to win, they're going to need to pound the rock with McCaffrey. So, Nick Bolton, Willie Gay, can those guys in the linebacker core stop him? Can the defensive line get a hold of him? Can they take the ball back? The way, the way, like it's gonna go hand in hand because the way for the 49ers to win, their key to winning is keep Mahomes off the field. That's their win. That's their their key. Because Mahomes in the playoffs is virtually automatic. We've seen it for six years now. So keep him off the field. That's what the Eagles tried to do. That's what they did in the first half of last year's game successfully. Um, and that's what San Francisco, I believe, will try to do as well. You have the best running back in football to do it. So that's going to be the, the battle back and forth. That's going to be the, the the point right there is going to be can McCaffrey move the chains? Can they punch it in for six, you know, and not settle for three? And on the other side of the ball, can they stop McCaffrey and get Mahomes back on the field? That's, that's it for me. Pretty simple. I, I mean... For the Chiefs, it's going to be stop McCaffrey, like you were talking about. Slow, how would they stop? Maybe slow it down, not have the big chunks, you know. Kind of, but for them, I think the Chiefs they need to get their run game going. 
have the run game going, get them on play action. This team will do fairly well in the game if they can get those two things going. 49ers, that's kind of goes against what I just said for the Chiefs. You know, you got to stop that run. Um, but you also got to finish drives. And you also have – Purdy has to play four quarters good. Cannot start out slow this team. You got to get ahead. If they can get ahead in this game, then things look better. Get that running game going. Get ahead. That's the success they're going to have to have to win this game. I don't see them winning this game going down two touchdowns or 10 points or even a touchdown. I don't see the success they can actually have in this game doing that. I do not see it at all. Um, Purdy has to play a great game. Cannot have turnovers. Cannot do any of that stuff. But they are talented enough to do this. It, it, I struggle with that. Um, we haven't seen them play four quarters past right. couple games. Yep. They start out slow. You are not going to be able to do that against yep. Andy Reid and company. You can't start out the way you did against Green Bay or Detroit and get away with it against Kansas City. Because you, you should have lost both those games. Yes. Agreed. You, say, you said uh, Purdy needs to play four quarters. Um, and I agree. I mean, I but you know, will he do that? We I don't know. Well, maybe let's get into third down here. Let's get third down. Let's go ahead and do it. You know, it's kind of this whole year. You know, we had our top five and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. We haven't been able to do it because you know we really haven't had five teams to really just do it. It was just already automatic to say anything. So let's get now to our Super Bowl picks. Who is going to win this damn game, boy? Kansas City Chiefs. Taking number three. Number three in six years for Patty, Travis, Andy, all the Hall of Fame greats in Kansas City. Um, I mean, again, he's not playing Burrow and he's not playing Brady. He's playing Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy hasn't put a full game together in any of his playoff games in his career. We wanted to give him the MVP a bunch of times earlier this year. You know, as as stupid as you thought that it was about Dak being in the conversation, I thought it was just as stupid about Purdy being in the conversation. If not more more stupid. Um, he's not even the best player on his... I mean, he's not even close to the best player on his own offense. That'd be McCaffrey. That'd be Trent Williams. That'd be Debo. That'd be Brandon Knight. All better than Brock Purdy. So... It's going to be, like you just said, like we just said, he has to play four quarters, which I do not believe he's going to be able to play four quarters, especially against the best defense they will have faced by far in the playoffs. Um, and uh, simply put, you can't, you don't play four quarters. You can't keep Mahomes off the field. You're going to lose in the Super Bowl. Kansas City Chiefs, 27, San Fran, 20. Well, I think that's the pick from me, buddy. Um, You want to hear mine? Please. Well, I will say this. I think Brock Purdy's a little better than what you put off. I think he's a lot – I don't say a lot, but I think he's better than Dak. 
Um, the weapons, they have a lot more weapons on their team. 49ers are really good. Go to the other side, you got Chiefs. You know, we just, I talked about this on the second down. You know, you got, Kel, you got Kelsey, you, you know, Pacheco. I like Pacheco probably more than you do, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. He's, uh, Pacheco is very, uh, he's slippery. Very, very, uh, what's the word for him? <laughs> he compliments that team very nicely. Yeah. I, I, don't I don't like I just don't like physically watching him run. I just don't like the way he runs. But that's just my that's just a taste thing. That's not he's not doing anything wrong. And he, and he definitely gives it 110. So can't fault him. But uh, no, I think he's very he compliments that team very well. You got Rice on there. Of course, you know your defense is there. You talk about Bolton with Sneed. Well, you got some guys on that defense that's really good. I, I tell you, this defense done better than I thought it would this year, personally. I was not on it until later in the year. Their defense is getting pretty good. I think this defense has been successful for this team in more ways than what most people would want to believe. But, you know, I really love the 49ers, but I'm going with the Chiefs. Yeah. And has, I'm not. Sounds I, smart. And. I understand, you know, if you want to throw in your Taylor Swift conspiracy, so let's not get been wound up with that. If you want to throw in how many hours it takes to fly from wherever she's at and all this stuff, and it's on the 13th and her song's the 13th, whatever, I don't know. I don't care. I just don't give a rat's ass. Wow, that's so stupid. And I, I will say this. That is so stupid. Yeah, it's all fun games. Maybe talk about it. I don't know. But I will say this. No one's told me anything differently to say that the Chiefs are not going to be in this game to win this game. There's no, there's nothing there. I mean, it's the track record. The record that Ben talked about earlier. Until the, the wheels fall off the wagon, you just don't stop going for, you know, you, you cannot say they're going to lose. And I do not like Kyle Shanahan as a head coach for the 49ers. And I've said that before. I do not like it. I don't think it. Some reason, big games, it just does not happen. Yeah, they come back twice this playoffs. Yes, great. But you also went against the quarterback. Look at the quarterbacks. You, I mean, yeah, you had Jared Goff, but you also had Dan Campbell as a head coach. If you really want to just doubt him, okay, that's the Lions. They did better than what they were supposed to this year, even though they were highly talked about. You also have. The Packers, you went against Jordan Love. Yes, Jordan Love's played outstanding. But guess what? Jordan Love is not Patrick Mahomes. No. Jared Goff is not Patrick Mahomes. Kyle Shanahan, his job might be on the line. And the quarterback might be on the line if they just go out there and do very badly in this game. And guess what? It's happened before with Jimmy Garoppolo. That's, that's what I was just going to say. It's I, happened we've before. seen them pull the trigger on the quarterback it, it, who, it, who has, has been called good, has been called successful, and has gotten them far. Their upper staff, they do not sit around and play games. Kirk Cousins, don't be shocked to see him for the 49ers next year if the 49ers crack the bed here. But... That's my Super Bowl pick. It's the Chiefs. And I will say this. 
I think it's going to be a 20 to 17. 2017. Um, I don't see Shanahan losing his job regardless of the outcome, but I could see a scenario where Kirk finds his way over there. Uh, although maybe not too likely, but I could see a scenario. I don't see one where Shanahan's going anywhere. But you say 2017, I got 2720. Uh, we, we agree. And last year we agreed on the Eagles and uh, the Chiefs won. So yeah. I'm not going against Chiefs. And, and, and this may be just my mind telling me just to do this, just to sabotage Chiefs. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, thir- right. the, the 13 conspiracy is, is dumb. So yeah. we'll, we'll move on. It just, it just conspiracy is my this last take on it. Right, it's done. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. People, people finally learn math somehow. Okay. Oh jeez. <laughs> finally learn math. Okay. I think we scored. Actually, yeah, I think. Yeah. You're damn right. I say we scored a touchdown on that. About damn time. <laughs> About time. Our final drive of the year. We got one. So, uh, hey. only goes up from here for the ESA. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean it's. How it is. One more quick note: Chiefs beat the Dolphins at home in a frigid game, and then they go on the road and beat Buffalo and Baltimore. San Fran almost lost to Green Bay and Detroit. So, uh, Chiefs had a harder road, and I just think they're more battle tested. And we'll move on from this. Let's get to our final money-making opportunities of the year. This is going to be really good, y'all. Y'all already had to. Listen to old Ben over here about it. We'll start with my pick six prize picks. We'll get into a little daily fantasy, bucks, bets. Round out the show rights. This is where you're going to run a pull out your notebook, your pen or pencil. Jot down the information. Make it old school, you know? Get a typewriter out. <laughs> Bill Belichick style. Yeah, Bill Belichick it all the way to the <laughs> bank. Prize picks, pick six. Let's start with Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to go with his special, so this is going to be a lock. Uh, more than .5 passing yards. I think he's good for that. Um, that's a special they're running. You only can put $25 total on it. You can spread it out between multiple entries if you'd like. So maybe put $20 on a two-legger with him in that. Pretty safe. Then you can go ahead and do five with the six-legger. Whatever you want to do. But uh, that should be somewhere in your picks. He's going to hit that, obviously. 0.5 passing yards. Mahomes, you got to take the cookies when they give them to you. Travis Kelsey, more than 0.5 rush and receiving touchdowns. Playoff Trav. Uh, if I was a betting man, which I am, I'm going to think Travis gets another touchdown here in front of uh, Conspiracy Swift and the rest of the gang. We're going to go Jake Moody and Harrison Butker more than 0.5. 48-plus yard field goals made combo. That was a mouthful, so let me say it again. Both kickers, all they have to do, either one of them, is get one 48 or longer yard field goal made. I think that's virtually a lock as well in this game. We're going to do that one. I like that one. Surprise is still available. I locked that one in early. Christian McCaffrey, more than 127.5 rush and receiving yards. Uh, he may not get the, the the rush yards, but he's going to get it out of the backfield. I mean, I think he's good for it. That's going to be their best chance 
to keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands, like we highlighted earlier. I think he gets that one. Isaiah Pacheco, more than 16 rush attempts. He's done this three out of four games, three out of his last four, and two out of three in the playoffs. Contrary to popular belief, uh, you can run and pass on this 49ers team. They are not the vaunted defense they were to start the year. Part of that is Hufunga going out in the middle of the year. Uh, Certainly not as good as the Ravens, and Pacheco had 24 attempts against the Ravens. So I do think, and Buck said, that's one of the keys for the Chiefs. I do think they'll feed him. Uh, 16 is the number he has to hit to to have a, a match, a draw. And then I think he'll get 17 or more. But my favorite pick of the week. And I had an even different one that's no longer available. But uh, we'll go Kyle Juszczyk, more than 4.5 rush and receiving yards. I think he's good for five yards in the game. Situationally, maybe no one better, maybe never has been a better fullback uh, in league history. In a time where fullbacks don't exist, he is dominating in that position. Uh, it's been great for years with this team. Always gets, a, you know, I mean, he gets attention. He gets targets. He, you know, he, he gets carries. He does the dirty work. He's on the field often for this team. Uh, and I think he's great for five yards or more. He can do it rushing. He can do it receiving. He can have a combination of both. Two weeks ago when I locked in a couple picks of my own, there was a prop for him, 0.5 fantasy score. That's no longer available. I can see why. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk, more than four and a half rushing receiving yards, my favorite pick of the week. That is my pick six final one of season one of the podcast. Man, those are all fantastic. Honestly, I do not see really any much scenarios. Those don't happen. Well, Pat, well, Mahomes is a lock, right? Yeah. That's gonna be a lock, but you're gonna have to when, when they feed you the carrot, you gotta dangle it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get that carrot that dangles. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna go right off of your Kyle use check. I, I take um the he's on sports books for four and a half uh receiving yards. Um I love it and I love it a lot. And, yep. and if you want a conspiracy theory, I don't. But I'm gonna give you one. Okay. His wife's making coats and everything. She's all been on ESPN talking and everything. He at least gonna get one catch for five yards. Just lock it in. <laughs> I had to do that to you. I'm sorry. You know I did. Hey, I, I, I'll take that one more than. Uh... Rigging a whole year in NFL batch some colors in NFL gave her licensing where she can actually do this and everything. It's it's it, 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 a good story. It's a hell of a she's, conspiracy. She's very, she's very talented. Yeah, they are. Shoot, both women are. Um, yeah, they're the only two women that exist. Yeah, yeah. apparently. <laughs> that was my man. We're gonna go off the rails here. All right, you know what? I, I'm tired of playing around this year. You know. We talked about our Super Bowl picks. I'm seeing plus one and a half, plus two for the Chiefs. Make sure you shop around for odds. I like plus one and a half on some of the books, but I love plus two on the other books. Look, that those are my plays. And if you want to add that with Kyle Juszczyk, 
man, you're, you're getting a heck of an odd. You're getting good, solid plus odds to make you some change right there. Those are two are my picks for any bets there. Um, kind of want to go to the DFS side of things. Look, I don't think you need to complicate it. Uh, let other people make the mistakes. You know, make sure you have your Kelsey, your McCaffrey into your lines. Um, you can go down to Calyushek and get you good, safe floor of a play. I think over on FanDuel, something like sixty-five hundred. Look, play, play him there. Don't, don't. You're going to need to with Kelsey and McCaffrey, and you're going to need to regardless in this game. I, I don't can you think, fit Mahomes in there too? You, more than likely, you, you if you could make and squeeze some things in there, but it, it, your other guy's going to be really bad. Way I way I like to approach Maybe this an MBS. Yeah, may, way I want to approach this is Justin Watson. You really just want to stack top heavy. Go down, Kyle. You say he's safe floor. I don't know why he's even that cheap. Play him there, and just do top heavy stuff. All your lines do it top heavy, mixed match because really everybody in between. You're, I just don't like it. I just don't like it in this sense. And even for cash, I think you can do just fine. You'll do just fine punting your guy, basically, Kyle, you shake down there. And just have your McCaffrey's, your Kelsey's, your Magic Mahomes, whoever you want to mix match up there at top. Because Edebo, I think he's gonna he's gonna have to be electric too. This team is not good with Debo's not clicking. Correct. And you can say it about uh, was it Trent Williams? About being this team is more around Debo taking off of what Christian McCaffrey does, so, so they're not just one-dimensional offense. That's me. Mix match them. Um, look at I like looking at odds to see where Vegas leans. If you want to go, you know, if you, if it leans a little bit heavy over here or not as heavy. Play around with that. You can make some good lines for this. And I really think that if you can go Cal Juszczyk down there, you can you have a lot of options to do top heavy stuff. Do not try to go, you know, just vanilla. The, just the balance. The balance yeah. lines. Because really I don't think that's gonna do you very good here. Especially for cash even. I don't I don't like that at all. I don't see a scenario where you don't have Kelsey and McCaffrey. I mean McCaffrey for sure. But playoff Trav is playoff Trav as well. And then you're going to need to have two guys at the floor, especially if you get Mahomes in there. I don't know. I haven't looked at the numbers. I'm assuming if you get those three guys, you could probably have two minimum guys. Uh, so use check and, like I said, Justin Watson, MBS. Who knows what they're at? They may, be, they may be even a little high. You might want to go like Noah Gray. Um, if people are really going to try to try to force the Elijah balance. Mitchell, you know. Could be a, a solid play. I mean, I don't love cash game for this scenario because it's just going to be too cluttered at the top. That you're going to have to guess somewhere at the bottom. That's just me. I, I mean, but I, for for tournament purposes, I, I really think that a lot of people are going to try to force that balance. Are going to try to force a balance because you're going to look at a guy and be like, well, he only gets me two or three fancy points or. Yeah, but I will tell you right now. Look, I do not see a reason to go bounce here. I do not like it at all. 
and it, you just this is just how I would play it. I would not try to force it anything out of the norm here because this is the Super Bowl last week. I mean, I can understand if you try to do 150 lines or something, you want to do something crazy and everything, yeah. But if you really want to try to do something to make some money, try to be inside the cash and maybe tie for a first out of 20 or 30, maybe, that that that's the approach I think that'll win this week, personally. Now, you know, you're going to get somebody that can Justin Watson or something, make it a daggum touchdown or something. And, and that's going to be fine in the sense of if you didn't have a cash. But, look, I really – there's some money to be made here. Some of these lines are really crazy that I really think there's some good options for betting here. I really do. That cow you shake, man, that is just absolutely gold. Gold. And that thing, when that was 0.5 fantasy points on prospects, that was actually a lock. Lock of the century. Yeah, we – we like that one. Uh, they didn't like it too much. They had a lot of traffic on that guy. And, uh, they got rid of that one. Understandably so. Yep. Understandably so. Feels like a lock. You still got the Patty Mahomes .5 passing yards. Make sure you put that in your lines. That's a lock for sure. Uh, a little presents for your uh, Valentine's Day pre-weekend. So, mm, yep. Get some of that love potion. Absolutely. Cupid's love. Yep, love potion. Put it together. That's lotion. By the way, oh goodness, mm-hmm. he done hit the lotion on this. Another another conspiracy. What, what kind of dinner? I, I like a steak. Mm-hmm. I like a nice, nice mid rare. You don't like mid. You don't want anything that make you kind of gassy yeah. for, for date night on Valentine's. No. Okay. No, I mean, it, you know, you know, you put some tums in or something if you <laughs> need to. But eat, eat what you need to. Some Pepto. Eat what you want. Absolutely. And we are not sponsored by Pepto. Not, not yet, anyway. Not yet, anyway. Oh, jeez, that is, man. I tell you, the you know we got a couple minutes here. I tell you, it's been a great year, and I enjoyed every bit of it. And I'm glad we're finally doing this again together for the last one this season. Last one. Um, you know, maybe we'll have a couple off-season shows to keep us a little fresh at this. We'll see what we can figure out. We'll see what we can figure out. Uh, Things are changing on the platform. We're gonna to have to figure some things out on that end. Some work to be done, but we're we're ready to do the work. So we appreciate you guys listening in. Enjoy Super Bowl Sunday. Tomorrow, February 11, 2024, Super Bowl 58. Should be a great game. I'm gonna be at the pub with a bunch of friends from work, some acquaintances. You know, it, it's gonna be a fun fun game gonna be tricked out in all my eagles gear <laughs> absolutely yeah we're gonna have we're gonna have philadelphia from head to toe oh, in this geez. one yeah. yeah that's what we're doing that's what that's my plans what, what are you doing for super bowl man just, you know gotta get a little drink in me yeah a little bourbon a little, a little more than a little bourbon you know i have to get into the old get into old corn stuff you know? ah uh-huh. oh, popcorn co- but, but you know type. what yeah Ain't nothing better than football, gambling, and drinking to finish out the year. You guys heard it here. ESA, season one in the books. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Last game we have until September. Make sure you cherish it. Make sure you tell your loved ones that you love them. We appreciate you guys. This has been the ESA with Buck and Ben.